Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. It's summer. The hills are alive with the sound of Kevin Phillip, Aloysius Eugene Hillier. And it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh. Hang on. Christmas got fast forwarded. It feels like it. Everybody bought it. Christmas got bought <laughs> forward. It was, like, it was like Christmas is waiting to be, you know, getting a parking spot somewhere. And they go, no, you can come in here. Yes, but we're yeah. yet to put out our tree yet in the Hillier household. Well, I have a December 1. Oh, uh, you have a, a rule. Well, that's that. The, I never, I never feel like it's right if it goes up before December one. But I'm everyone, a bit the same. everyone else is telling me now on all the social media platforms. No, do it now. Free we need for all. it. We need, we need some. Uh, you we know, need cheer. Yeah, and we need a bit of Christmas festive cheer. feels. So it is uh, now officially uh, ho 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 season. G'day, how you going? Good, great, terrific. <laughs> ho ho ho! Who are you talking to? All the um, all the uh, shop uh, people in shops will be much happier mm. now with the world than they were yes. three months ago. Not <laughs> Peter Couples is our guest this week. What a good bloke! Oh, a good Gippsland boy from good stock, and yes. gee, he's a bit of a foodie, as we've ascertained. Yes, uh, a lot of social media posts of uh, ribeye fillets that he's cooked and yes. all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And Quite a healthy eater, by all accounts. Has changed over the years, as you'll find out uh, <laughs> in the podcast. Back in the back in the glory days of Stylus, which was a go, they were a, gee, they were yes, a good band. But Stylus on the roads, also very healthy eaters. Very different <laughs> to what we've had from the Dave Gleasons yes, and Brian Mannixes of the world. Stunt dining. <laughs> Goodness gracious me, very different. So Peter Couples will join yes. us very shortly to have a chat about uh, what he's up to, and still performing around the place yep. at all sorts of venues, doing a a Burt Bacharach show, a Stevie Wonder show. And does his own stuff as well, which is which is really good quality stuff. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. And our food poll. Well, oh. we just thought we'd throw a chip butty into the equation this week. Carbs on carbs. Well, nothing better than that. Yes. Uh-huh. Or maybe maybe there is. Well, just explain what a chip butty is. <laughs> if someone doesn't know, okay. someone, there's an alien listening to this going, "What is a chip butty?" It's basically a, a white bread roll filled with hot chips. <laughs> What's not to like about that? We'll find out. Yays or nays or in-betweens, that's all coming next up. Next time we'll be doing one about dipping your French fries into your McDonald's Sunday. No, next time we'll be calling to triple zero and getting the ambulance to come. Stat! <laughs> uh, let's get to Peter Couples though first up. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Well, it always starts with finding out if you're any good in the kitchen. That's our, that's our first port of call. Are you any good? Yeah, I love cooking, actually. Yeah, I really do. Um, I, I sort of, uh, my wife and I, we fight over getting in the kitchen. Well, she's a really good cook. She's Italian and she's got all the, the, the recipes that have been handed down through the generations. And, uh, yeah, but I, I'm more inventive in the kitchen. So I, um, I like to get in there and just throw things around and make a bit of a mess. But generally, it turns out pretty good. That's a good part about uh, cooking. You don't necessarily have to follow a recipe. So you just go freestyle. I'm a, I'm a freestyler, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a signature dish? Um, look, I have a couple. One is one is um, which is an Italian dish, but I, I actually cook it for her her family and uh, her her old uncle reckons it's one of the best dishes he's ever tasted. And it's um, it's called pasta con broccoli, which means pasta with broccoli. And I do it with pork belly as well. So I'll just run you through the recipe, first oh. of all, if, you, if I've got time. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, you, you dice up sort of half an onion and uh, two or three cloves of garlic and um, just lightly fry them off. Then I put cherry tomatoes in, 
and then I get some pork belly strips or the you know the pork rib strips, and slice them into uh, into little pieces, and put them in, and then they just they just kind of cook away for uh, for a while there, and then uh, you put the pasta water on, put plenty of salt in the pasta water, and the broccoli and the pasta cook together in, in the water, and then when they're cooked, you you drain them out, and then you put them in with the um, with the pork belly and the and the very light sugo, as we would say. Oh, that sounds yeah. that sounds actually to me really yeah. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Round of applause. Um, that sounds really divine to me, just in its um simplicity, which I guess is at the core of a lot of Italian cooking, isn't it? Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's all about using you know, lots of. I mean, you never start a dish without at least filling the bottom of the pan with you know really good olive oil. So it's. It's all about the olive oil and, um, and yeah, and simple things, I guess. Yeah, really, it's, uh, I love broccoli and it's really good for you. And you know, it's just um, I'm, I'm I'm getting kind of peckish just thinking about <laughs> it. <to be> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Where did the love of cook- where did the love of cooking come from? Is that a natural thing? Is it something you've always had, or just a, a thing of late? Oh, uh, it's 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 the love of food, and if you can't afford to eat out, you've got to learn to cook. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. um, being a being a, a musician, you very rarely get to eat out. So um, no, I just learned, I just learned to cook, and I learned cert, certain dishes, and and sort of discovered a lot along the way too. Lots of things, you know. I like I like cooking, you know, Vietnamese and Thai and and those kind of dishes as well. I sometimes do a Japanese night at home, and you know, do sashimi and sushi and teriyaki chicken and stuff like that. So um, no, I love it all. The kitchen's kind of like my. You know, my escape from, from reality in a way, like music is, I guess. But, um, you know, it's, it's my other love. You know, I've got music and then and then I, I really enjoy cooking. And, and, look, I love having family around too to cook for. I mean, that's that's the joy of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so much more fun when you're actually cooking for other people. Now, you're a Gippsland boy, uh, Peter. Tell us a bit about life growing up there and, and the kind of meals that were on the table. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm just about to head down there when I'm when I'm finished with you guys. I'm driving down to to visit my son and uh, and and I've got a mate down there as well. I was down there last week visiting my brother, but yes, growing up in the bush, uh, my father built this shack in the bush, and he was a trapper, so we um, we ate a lot of game. Uh, you know, pl- plenty of rabbit. My mother did the best uh, braised rabbit going around, and I I still have her recipe. I haven't made it yet. But I managed to acquire it from my um, my sister-in-law, who passed away um, some years ago now. But uh, she sent it to me before before that happened, um, which I'm dying to make. Uh, we used to live. Uh, we do. Dad's favourite dish was kangaroo tail soup. <gasps> so, so uh, which is a delicacy now. Uh, but I did actually make that um, last year. I managed to find some some roo tails at a particular butcher and. Uh, Made that, and uh, that was that was yummy. Uh, very gamey, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lots of you know, lots of lots of different sorts of birds, ducks, and things like that. But um, and also because there were farmers around, you know, the um, you know, dad would go and do a bit of work for them, and you know, when they were killing a sheep or something, you know, you that give you you know, big leg of lamb or half a sheep or something. And mm. in those days, there wasn't really fridges, so they were kind of like salted and they were hung. So uh, yeah. So there was always there was always plenty of food. Wow, 
Well, well, we had to go and catch it. <laughs> I kind of when you when you started talking about the kangaroo tail soup, I kind of uh, stopped dumbfounded. <laughs> and you were quite oh, well. the, you were quite the young athlete in your Gippsland uh, growing up days, weren't you? Quite the young uh, aspiring mm. footballer. Oh uh, well, yeah, no, I did. I loved football, and um, yeah, look, I had a I, I had a sort of a, I guess a bit of a natural talent for playing AFL or you know the footy as we know it. Um, and um, was eventually uh, drafted by Footscray. And I, I, w- I went to Melbourne and um, moved to Melbourne and, and I was playing in a band with my, with my brother Terry and, and Peter Lee, was the original drummer from Stylus, uh, who we, we went to school together, and another guy called Stan Williams. And we'd won the Gipstand edition of the Hoadley's Battle of the Sounds. And uh, we came to Melbourne and performed at the um, Festival Hall for the country final. And then uh, there were agents there that, you know, like that we didn't win, but, you know, the agents sort of said, you know, oh, well, we'd like to book you here, there and everywhere. Uh, so we decided we'd move to Melbourne. I'd been drafted by Footscray, so I was moving down anyway. Uh, so we came down to Melbourne and, um, yeah, I, I trained under Teddy Whitten out at the Western Oval three nights a week. Wow. Uh, did, that, did that for a season. Our first gig in Melbourne as a band was at the George Hotel in Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. Oh, wow. Which back then was a hangout for Underbelly. Uh, there was a, a guy by the name of Jack Twist who was a notorious uh, gangster. And uh, when he wasn't hiding out on Snake Island, he used to hang out at the George Hotel. And uh, if he ever requested a song, we made sure we could try and do it for him. Good, good thinking. Uh, good thinking. <laughs> good thinking. Yeah. I always said, I always said uh, oh, my brother Terry will know it, Mr. Twist. <laughs> <laughs> so, you big sook. So, how did things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did things transpire then, Peter? If you were on the one hand, you were you were training with the Bulldogs, and on the other hand, you know, um, starting out on on what was to go on to be a very successful music career. How did things go from there? Well, it look, Footscray wanted me to um, stay and. And play full time, like you know, and they and they didn't want me playing music on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And my first love was always music. I, I mean, I I told my teacher when I was seven years old that I, I wanted to be a singer when I when I grew up, and um, I didn't even know if that was a job back then. That's just something mm. that I loved doing. And I grew up in a musical family. You know, my dad played, mum played, that sort of stuff. So. It was just, uh, that was always my first love. And, and football, I loved playing, but I never wanted to. Well, it wasn't really a career in those days anyway. I don't know if there were many professional footballers. Most mm. of them were sort of part-time. Might have got paid a few bob for, for, uh, for per game. But, um, yeah, it had to be good to um, get anything out of it. Um, so, no, I just I told them that, no, I was going to give football away. And, uh, you know, every now and then I'd make a comeback. I played with... Elstonwick in the amateurs uh, for a bit. Then I played for Frankston Bombers, where Dermot started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, played there for a couple of seasons. The coach of the Bombers was a um, uh, worked for the federal police, and he conned me into playing for the for the feds in the police league every Wednesday. So I'd, I'd go and play for them. And talk about a rough and tumble league that was. <laughs> they had to, uh, they had to, they had to cancel it because there was too many people not turning up for work <laughs> on Thursday because of broken noses and busted hands. There was always, there was always a fight. There was always a barney. But fortunately for me, I was 
I was playing at full forward, so I'd just stand down there with the full back and, you know, I'd tell him, go help yourself. I'm not running up the ground. So one of you weren't arrested for loitering. Yeah, yeah could have done. Hey, uh, coffee man, do you need a coffee to get you going first thing in the morning? Always have two long blacks in the morning. Oh. Yep, always have two long blacks in the morning before um, before I get started. Yep, I've just had my second. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you had your quota for the day. Good I've for- had my quota. Oh, well, every now and then I might have one in the, in the late afternoon. You know, if I've been working in my studio and I'm just kind of like, I don't want to go and have a beer just yet. I'll just have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we've um, we've spoken to a few musicians in the past, and we always laugh over the topic of um, of trying to make healthy food choices when you're on the road as a musician, because it's yes. very very hard to do. We've had some fabulous and funny and disturbing stories. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's your experience <laughs> been like? Well, Stylus <clears throat> as a band, we're, we were total health fanatics. We were vegetarian. And we only ever ate um, like raw vegetables, or organic wherever possible. And if we couldn't get, get organic, we had this um, soap that you can still buy, and I use it at home, from um, health food shops, which you can wash your vegetables in and get rid of most of the hmm. pesticides off them. Yeah. And um, so I always loved vegetables. I love big salads with lots of different things in it. And we used to just on the road. We would we would travel, and we'd have a like a, a Tupperware container full of fruit and nuts, and we'd have these big flagons of apple juice, and we used to put brewer's yeast in it <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, so we just and when we'd get to a town, <clears throat> you know, we'd we'd go out and we'd try and find a, an organic um, uh, vegetable place. If that wasn't possible, we'd just buy veggies, and then we'd bring them back, and we always ate together. We'd prepare the meal for the evening meal and we'd, we'd eat together before we would uh, go off and do a gig. So as a band, we were in, incredibly healthy. Never had any, uh, you know, there was no refined products. We never ate refined products. Didn't, didn't drink tea or coffee. It was always, um, wow, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, no, you know, no products with any uh, artificial flavors, colors, anything like that in it. We wouldn't, it was really a very raw diet. And I think, I think it kept us in in good stead for um, even for later life, you know, because I've, as I said, I've always had a great love for vegetables and you know salads and and that sort of stuff. So I do eat, I still eat a lot of that, and hence making the pasta with broccoli. You know, I love broccoli. Mm. And, uh, so did, know, just uh, what about when you sorry? did? What about when you did gigs with bands like Dragon and Cold Chisel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was working with John English, he used to tell the audience, go, we thought they were really weird. He said, the noises, and he said, you go past their, their room at Countdown and you could smell them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we, you know, we always just sort of kept ourselves. I mean, we, you know, I mean, the, the first band, our first support band when we went to Adelaide was Cold Chisel, and Ronnie had sort of grown up with most of them, so we, I, I did a gig recently with Mossy in, in Brisbane, and, uh, you know, it's always good to catch up and have a yabber about the old days and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, they would stop at roadhouses and get burgers and mm-hmm. whatever, and we'd just, we'd just keep driving. <laughs> That's incredibly impressive. So, And it sounds like <laughs> your, your healthy eating habits have continued to this day. So, Peter, if you, if you were going to have some kind of big blowout or, what, you know, what's your guilty pleasure if you're going to do something – Considered a bit um, it, It's uh, Ready Red Rooster, uh, <laughs> the um, classic quarter. 
<laughs> yeah, leg end with chips. Yeah, no, every couple of months I just leak in and I go and have that. <laughs> what about a sweet tooth? No, I don't really have a sweet tooth. Look, I do love dark lint chocolate, mm. um, but that's kind of like once, yeah, look, you know, I might have that two or three times a year. But, um, yeah, I'm not really a sweet tooth. Um, my sister-in-law made a beautiful um, crumble the other night, which was which was really lovely. Um, had that, but that was all fresh. They, they've got fruit trees and stuff and they grow all this their own stuff, so that was all pretty healthy and uh but yeah it was you know but you've got to have a nice big blob of king island cream on it of course uh, you do oh yum and, and that's good for you isn't it absolutely well i think what you're what you're saying what i'm getting from your conversation with us is that whole foods are important to you as long as it's the whole food in its whole form and not processed yeah. then yeah, uh, yeah. it's all pretty good yeah look i look i love eating raw foods like i i, I um, quite often make myself tartare you know, get, get good steak. Kevin's screwing his face up, but that, that appeals to me. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, you know, sushi and sashimi and all that sort of stuff. I, I do love raw foods. Um, you know, it's a, long, a far cry from my vegetarian days, but I think if I'm going to eat those sort of foods, they're, they're best raw or really, really rare. I, if I have a steak out, I have it blue. Oh yes, that's the way to go. Kevin tends to cremate his. I'm having I'm having a problem. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Charcoal uh, Kev's my middle yeah. name. Don't get Kevin to we cook have to your stuff. Abandon this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I can. I totally understand that. I can't do it myself, but I totally understand that. I, 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 yeah. I know. I got mates who do exactly the same thing. It's like the yeah. chuck the steak on. Pull the steak straight yeah. back off again, whereas I'm there for 20 minutes cooking it till it's, you know, it's really dead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, each to his own. That's yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. Hey, you're back on, the, back on the road, back doing a lot of gigs again. Uh, that, that must feel good after a couple of years of, you know, basically we were sitting around looking at a, a Zoom uh, presentation yes. for everything we did. Yeah, that's exactly right. Look, it's great to be back out there working. I, I'm, as you know, I live in Brisbane, but Brisbane's not – I don't do a lot of work in Brisbane. There's not a lot of sort of gigs that, that I like to do. Yep. I mean, there's stuff that I I don't do, but, um, you know, but I, I come to Melbourne quite often. You know, clearly I've got family down here and that sort of stuff. I'm actually staying with my daughter in Melbourne as we speak. Um, and, uh, you know, I do gigs. Yesterday I played at the Albert Park uh, Yachting and Anglican Club, and uh, that was a pretty much a full house there. You know, and it was lovely. They were a fabulous audience. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, I clearly have a, a much uh, bigger and wider fan base in uh, in Melbourne and uh, than Brisbane. And uh, and you know, I get to travel around. I've, I've been in Sydney recently doing some shows. Uh, I went up to um, Early Beach to do the festival up there with um, with Tony Mitchell from Sherbet. There was a lot of us old blokes that got together and put together a band and did some of the old songs that we used to play when, you know, stylist songs, Sherbet songs and all that sort of stuff, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, there's bits and pieces of, of things going around that uh, that we do. So, uh, yeah, just uh, guns for hire, I guess, still, and uh, happy to be out there doing it. Absolutely. Hey, Peter, if uh, you could host a dinner party, and it sounds like you'd host a pretty good one, um, and you could invite <laughs> anybody you liked. Dead or alive, who'd be on your guest list? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'd, I'd – uh, look, I always think that uh, – I, 
yeah, Peter Sellers and John Cleese, I think they'd be uh, welcome at, a, at any dinner party. Um, Spike Milligan <laughs> <laughs> might be interesting. Uh, uh, you know, um, who knows? You know, Idi Amin, he might be interesting too. Yeah. <laughs> he might eat the guests. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that would make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, never really, I never really thought about it, but, uh, you know, if I had to sit down and think about it, I think uh, you'd, you'd want a mix, wouldn't you, of, of all yeah. sorts of, all sorts of great, great people. Yeah, uh, poets and uh, actors and comedians and and philosophers and all that sort of stuff. You know, what about two of the be... two of the songwriters who have become such a part of, of your kind of uh, uh, world these days? In in Bert Bacharach and Stevie Wonder, because you do shows around based around them, don't you? Yes, yeah, I do. Oh, incredible! I mean, you know, I did some of their songs yesterday, and you know, I'm, I always marvel when I play them because, and I love it because they're just so. Interesting, interesting to play. Backracks things are really fascinating when you, you know, they sound simple when you listen to them, but when you actually have to work them out, because what I did before I put the show together was I had to learn all the songs and then I'd recorded them all at home in the way that I wanted to present them. And, uh, you know, he does, he's got these weird sort of time signatures and you go, is that right? He's just thrown in a 5 4 bar or a 2 4 bar and you, and you listen to it and you go, yeah, that's right. And then when you kind of like sort of Started out, you know, and you give it to other musicians. They go, "Is this right?" <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's right. Because the way he used to work was he'd get the lyrics from Hal David, and he wouldn't ask Hal to change any of the lyrics. So he'd make the lyric fit the music, mm. and that's why you've got these kind of weird sort of time signatures from time to time to make it fit in. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And Stevie, well, you know, I mean. Incredible uh, melody and chord structures. I mean, apart from the lyrics, of course, but you know his melody and chord structures and grooves and feels are just. You know, I was, I was playing "Overjoyed" yesterday, which is probably one of my all-time favourite Stevie songs, and it's just beautifully constructed. You know, chordally, very difficult song to play acoustically, but you know, just beautifully constructed. Absolutely There's a joy in uh, in Stevie Wonder's songs, isn't there? There's a happy there's a happy vibe that you you just can't uh, escape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can you can you can feel that in in just about everything he writes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and even the songs with deep messages, you know, they're you know, the really poignant poignant ones, they ju- they just really resonate right through. He, he has a really unique way of, of of you know, touching your core when it comes to um it's it's kind of like a like a like a good movie or a, or a good play, you know. It touches all the little bits of emotion, which yeah. I think yeah. is just uh, in, incredibly gifted. Yeah, which makes it a really great challenge for a singer to be able to do it. Yeah, well, and to play it too for yeah. musicians. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you know, I know the band, where, you know, that I've got here in Melbourne, and they go, "Well, let us know when we're doing a Stevie show because I'm going to cancel anything else I've got on my books." Just mm-hmm. love playing that stuff. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, it's a it's a great tribute to his music. Yeah. Hey, um, Peter. Just to finish off, we uh, we usually ask our guests if they have a cooking or a kitchen tip to share. Um. Well, as I said, the, the best tip is um, preparation. But if you if you're making any pasta dish, plenty of olive oil before you start. Make sure you fill the bottom of the pan. Beautiful. And that doesn't matter. You know, if you're making a bolognese there or anything, you know. Always plenty of olive oil, and that, that's that's the 
that's the key to you know good Italian cooking anyway. Good stuff. Big Christmas so with the family coming up, Pete. Yes, yes. My wife's got Christmas off. She flies internationally with Qantas, but she just got her roster and ah. got Christmas off. And um, I'm going to fly back down to Melbourne and pick up my daughter here, Taylor, and we're going to do a road trip up for Christmas. So I'll come down before Christmas and pick her up. And uh, my other daughter, Georgia, is hosting Christmas for us. So um, it'll be just fabulous this year. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. All the best mm. All the best to you and the family, and thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, many more Peter mm. Couples gigs in uh, in 2023. Thank you. I'll let you know when I'm coming down in January. Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, very, very happy Christmas and, uh, you know, merry festive season to everybody listening. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Yes, go and have a listen to some of Pete's stuff on uh, on YouTube. Some of the stuff with John English that he does on YouTube is really entertaining. Some interesting really insights into the man. And, I mean, I certainly didn't know that he was uh, drafted by the Bulldogs yeah, back no, in the day. Is. Yeah, now he's finished up a Collingwood man of all well, things. Well, how does that happen? Oh, I don't know. The world's gone mad. Yes, it has. But let's go to the food poll for this yep. week because yep. it's a, it's a savoury uh, edition. <laughs> the chip buddy. So a, hot chips in a roll. It's a salty one if you like. Yeah. If you're confused, just have a look on the uh, social media yep. Facebook page and you'll see a picture and of then, it. And then you know what? <laughs> you'll want one straight away. You will. I'm and butter you. on the bread is optional. Oh. So let's start with our mate Jim Wilson. Mm. Uh, he's a nay. He says chips need to be solo Ugh. with chicken salt preferably and uh, nowhere near the butter. Darren Hinn says, nay, I don't eat chips. How un-Australian. Oh, it is rather. Mark Stevens says, yay, shut up and take my money. Stu says the chip's good, a potato cake oh. inside would be even better. Now like it's just that. getting ridiculous. This is the right shape for the roll. Oh. John says potato cake. Butty, even better. So another potato cake, buddy. We've, we're inventing. <laughs> we're inventing. We do that with this food poll. Uh, Robert says, yay, but with gravy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Intern Amanda says, in, in caps, double carbs for the win. There you go. <laughs> Jane Barnes says, anytime, yay. And Colette Man says, I am with Jane Barnes, anytime. Now, Bruce Flick says, yay, but the butter is not thick oh. enough in this pick. Yeah. Jim Wilson would disagree. Lynette says yes. Uh, Stuart says absolutely. Butcher Bird needs some gravy. (laughs) Captain Clapton says yes, and with barbecue sauce, but you'd only need one row of chips. The rest is sheer gluttony. <laughs> oh, right. Daryl Barker, oh, this is controversial, says uh, yes with Vegemite. Oh, turn it up, Daryl. <laughs> Seriously. Bastin Lenko says yay with HP oh. brown sauce or sweet chilli. Is oh. that HP sauce again. Yeah. Anne Peacock says absolutely. Kelly Edgar said, that's my daughter, yes. says uh, yes. Oh, and with a couple of slices of ham. Oh, She's now off the uh, inheritance list. Um, that's <laughs> Sil- delish. Silvana uh. says, uh, it's a no from me. Patricia says, definitely no here. Carly Bonavia says, uh, this was before or after high school snack heaven at the train station. Oh, that's a nice memory. Add chicken, salt and or gravy. Tell you what, the chips and potato cakes at Melbourne train stations Ooh. were spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Flinders Street Station used to be beautiful. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Terry Daniel says yes, and a slice of fresh bread will easily substitute for yes. the roll. Lena Masiti, yay. 
Rebecca Ann Kane says, oh, my God, yes. Yes. In a roll, in fresh bread with gravy or tomato sauce, all works for me. <laughs> Marley says, yes, I tried them for the first time this year and it is yummy. Wow, first time. Madeline says, yes, baby. <laughs> Sarah Warmby, yummo. Chips on a roll, no butter and tomato sauce or chips and beans on a roll. Oh, so yay from me. You're going so <laughs> well unusual. there, Sarah. Uh, Rachel says, yay. But the roll is wrong. It needs to be a soft ah, white bread roll. Okay. okay. And Taylor says, in a true Australian reply, yeah, nah. <laughs> oh, and Jamie Aldridge just, um, you know, he just contributed a um, vomit emoji. And there Wayne writes, so you ready? Oh, Here we go, yes. ladies and gentlemen, Strap girls and boys in. first. Here we go. <sighs> <laughs> I've <laughs> devoted so much time to trying to educate you people about what is correct and righteous in the food world, but you just keep forgetting <laughs> what is proper and just. Yes. There are rules in life that are important and life-saving <laughs> if obeyed. And one of these is stodge oh. should never touch other stodge. There's <laughs> a valid reason for this. Stodge usually equals carbs, fats mm. and other things that are very bad mm. for you. And by ensuring they never touch each other, you're limiting how much demon gop <laughs> you actually absorb. Is that a gop or a goop? Oh, goop, gop. Yeah, be goop. Would be goop. I'll get I'll get the pronunciation police <laughs> to check it out. We'll go with goop. Uh, if you like stuff like this, you're well on your way to becoming someone who could sumo wrestle match. Uh, or could, sorry, I'll say that again. You're fast becoming someone who could uh, win a sumo wrestling match with an alpha <laughs> oh, male hippopotamus. Oh, I can picture that. There's too many too many letters in these words. <laughs> there is one final piece of proof about how artery-cloggingly vile. <laughs> This square of pasty despair is. <laughs> square of pasty despair. The bread. Oh. Nobody ever makes a chip buddy with a wholesome bran and seed loaf, do they? No. no. It's always the lowest common denominator. Home brand white right. loaf. It's about as tasty as soggy cardboard. Ah. I could go on, but what's the point? The Wayno food canon of righteousness is out of ammo. I'm done. You're all on your own. Oh, Wayno, he's deserted the scene. <laughs> but Wayno, I'm afraid you are in the minority oh. by a smashing 80 to 20. <gasps> Is the margin that 80 big? to 20 people want chips on a bread roll and they want them now. I don't know that I'd want one. And then they want to put all sorts of weird crap on them as well. Well, I can. if I was going to have one, I agree with the, uh, the addition of the gravy, I'd say. No, I don't know about the gravy. You wouldn't go a chip, buddy? No. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, You'd but put Worcestershire on yours. No, 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 just salt. It's just if the uh, and chicken the chi- salt. Uh, can I just say the chips have got to be really hot and fresh? Yeah, yeah crispy. Yeah, and straight straight in, out of the fryer. Straight out of the fryer, straight in the roll, and you, then you don't need butter and you go wooshka. 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 In, in just one, yes. <laughs> one, one fell swoop. One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that girl, that famous girl in the uh, footy uh, video, they kept showing eating the pie uh, with it dripping down on her pure, shirt and pushing it into her face. Pure <laughs> gluttony. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, so if you're going to do it, do it. Go the whole hog. Yep. You know, yep. don't do it by half one row of chips. Oh, you just kidding? let yourself go. Yes. And have a blowout. It might be a bit late for me to let myself go. I think I'm went. Well, I think I might have gone too. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, thanks for your comments. Uh, there were many, many, yeah. many more than those and we really appreciate you jumping in on uh, on all the social media platforms and uh, and having your say. Mm. Thanks to Peter Couples. Yes. Uh, catch him live if you can because he really is well worth seeing. And until the next time. I can't wait, Kevin. Uh, 
uh, well, you have to. I want a chip buddy now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips, and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.